Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds and otaku across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comet Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination. And with the generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and to learn how you can support this and other fine Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Episode 41? Yep. Alright, hello everyone, welcome oh to the... Oh my gosh, whoa, G- what? hang on. What? <laughs> what? Okay, I'm not doing it again. <laughs> that, that Did was, it uh, clip? Yeah, very much so. I don't know why. Is this too loud, people listening? <laughs> that, that actually sounded a little bit that better. That was a little better. Well, it's computers, so... <laughs> okay. Anyways, I'm Dylan, hopefully this isn't too bad of audio quality for anyone listening and um with me as always uh, across the pond is the hard man with hard opinions andrew hello the stupid awesome analyst john yo and the uncommon writer sean is joining us as well hello and brand new to the podcast to help us talk about power rangers is the man with many nicknames travis (laughs) (laughs) that works (laughs) (laughs) i was was wondering if he was going to say anything so yeah, this episode we are getting into some Power Rangers. Did stuff, I say but... that this is the Wicked Anime <coughs> podcast? Did I ever get to that? Yes. Uh, Did I say that this was the Wicked Anime podcast before you guys interrupted me? I don't know, but you are listening to it. I, yeah. I hope people would know this though. So, that, so I think that's okay. Yeah. Could you imagine people start listening to the podcast? Wicked Anime? No. I bet a lot of people say that actually. I was about to say they usually get about ten minutes into this and they go, "Oh, I thought this was something else." Yeah, not my <laughs> cup of tea. <laughs> Thank you, first comment. <laughs> well, yeah, we will be uh, talking about some Power Rangers stuff later on. We'll get into that once we get to the top gachi. But we got some news to go through first. We actually have quite a bit to go through because there's a lot of cool stuff going on. So let's ring the news bell. News. Thank you. So first up in media news, I wanted to talk about a trailer that was just released from Disney Animated Studios, which was Big Hero 6. Looks awesome. Doesn't it? Oh, my gosh. Like, I... So I'm not a Marvel guy, but I love Marvel movies, and the fact that this is Marvel Studios' first collaboration with Disney Animation Studios, it's awesome. The reason why we're talking about a Marvel comic, too, by the way, is Big Hero 6 is based on a superhero group that's kind of like the Marvel Teen Titans, in my opinion, anyways. Mm. And the entire group is based out of Japan. Big Hero 6 is like... it, It takes place in a universe where... After the bombs were dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki in uh, World War II, they harnessed that nuclear energy to create the technology that they have now, and it creates like 
people with superpowers and stuff like that. And Silver Samurai is really prominent in it. Um, Sunpire is is really prominent in the beginning of the series. I don't know if the movie is going to take um, that spot. I think it's actually going to do the newer era where all the heroes are a lot younger in the group. But I'm really looking forward to it. Did you guys see the, the teaser trailer that Disney released? I did. Yeah. <clears throat> Yes, the, I uh, where they introduced the leader of the group, uh, Hero, who also has uh, Baymax, his his robot creature, who can turn into a dragon. Is it a robot? Because it just looks like an inflatable thing. <laughs> yeah, it's it, in the comic. He's a robot. Okay. Yeah, I, I saw some images from the comment or comics and was curious as to what was going on. Yeah, <laughs> I, really tell. I hadn't. Um, I, I didn't know anything about Big Hero Six before I I took a, a look at the trailer, and it made me really intrigued. And when I found out that it was, you know, like the mm-hmm. young superhero group, uh, which is like my favorite kind of storyline, um, I was on board. You know, they have the leader Honey Lemon, who's got nanotechnology uh, nanotechnology bag where she can pull any object in the universe out of it at any point. Ebon Samurai. I believe his name is, where he's, he's just like a young samurai kid. And then Fred, who is also known as Fredzilla. He can turn into a kaiju. Awesome. Yep. Uh, I'm really looking forward to the movie. It, it, it's, you know, done by the... Like, the Disney Animation Studios can do no wrong. They've, you know, done Wreck-It Ralph. They've Frozen. Uh, they did... Um, Tangled. Tangled. Meet the Robinsons. I mean, none of those movies are bad. Next up in media news, we were talking about this with Sean a little earlier, but there was uh, an announcement that Pacific Rim 2 has been officially announced. Now, uh, I speculate this as, like, straight rumors, because I want to... Well, I, mean, I heard that, like, the rumor about it is the part which is was really exciting. The rumor is that they're using robots that combine kind of like Voltron robots. Yeah. The only reason why I find that... Uh, to be very rumored is mostly because the first movie ended the story so uh, technically the kaiju they can't develop more robots because all the robots are gone and the kaijus haven't shown up unless they figure out a way to bring them back right yeah Um, those aliens might be pissed now yeah (laughs) so they they have plenty of reason to come back the stuff that I read and I don't I forget who it was was from I think it was from Travis the the writer who was saying the ideas that they were looking to explore was the kaiju coming back piloting robots, and now that we've mind-linked with kaiju, our robots would have some kaiju in them. So it was going to be like this mishmash of different things going at it, which I would super look forward to. That would be bizarre. Yeah, um, I would just look forward to anything with more robots. Robots fighting kaiju, oh god. um, Because here's here's the thing, Um, when... If you guys li- finish listening to this podcast first and then go over to Nerdy Show, we, there's an episode of Nerdy <laughs> Did you Show. Get through it. There's an episode. There's an episode of Nerdy Show where uh, Jonathan and I are talking with Travis Beecham along with the Nerdy Show guys. The Nerdy Show guys said it all often, uh, and we actually discuss sequels. Where what Travis said was, we did not create a story; we created a world. So a, a sequel can take place at any time, any place during the timeline. Uh, even though this one started at the end, we can uh, start a story somewhere else in the world. Uh, not even may not even have robots in it. It could have completely different characters. Whatever they do, I trust him and Guillermo del Toro to write a great sequel. I know that they want to write a sequel. That's what they were talking about. And confirming a sequel is not really that big of a surprise. It's what it's going to be about is going to be a surprise. Yeah. But I would totally look forward to Voltron-like combined I would, robots. I would absolutely look forward to Voltron-like robots. <laughs> Regardless of whether or not that's a true fact, we will find out. But I would just be looking forward to seeing a new teaser trailer of just, like, robots 
combining together, and then boom, Pacific Rim Two. And... Yeah, more uh, more dragging ships down a street. <laughs> well, I think we're going to be seeing a lot of robots combining in movies here in the next ten or less years. I hope so. Probably. Also in real life. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that too. I will beat yes. up the first person that has one and take theirs. <laughs> it's, well, and I'm going to beat up Travis and take his. Well, you no, have a pretty good chance, you. Travis, because uh, there's a good um, there's a good pattern of uh, you know little kids and teenagers being the ones piloting robots. Well, so. good. I will beat the crap out of Just a kid. Boom! Teenagers taking kid. robots from babies. <laughs> taking, taking robots from a baby. Uh, well, yes, I could immediately establish I myself it. as a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> so um speaking of giant robots and and kaiju and everything like that i'm gonna um just you know segue. take segue into did anybody see godzilla we know travis saw godzilla i'm seeing did, it today shut up yep i we, saw godzilla for sure yeah we all saw godzilla except okay. sean right wow yeah, I, i'm seeing it today though shut up <laughs> okay, well, we can do a non-spoiler thing for you if you want. Godzilla's okay, hold on. It. Before we go any further, I just have to ask one question. Is okay. it good? Uh, I thought it was amazing. Yeah. Uh, Did, yeah well, well, no, no, no. no. Everybody shut up. Think. Travis. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's it's a very divisive movie as far as there's some people that really hate it and the others really like it. So I think you will fall with the same side that I am where you will really like yeah, it. Yeah. Okay, uh, good. That's all I it, needed to know. Uh, if it's, there's it, anybody's opinion I trust, it's his. The, the the reviews are split straight down the middle. In fact, one of our fan service things is somebody talking about how much they hated Godzilla. Uh, so that that coming up. LaRock um, did not like it. No, LaRock uh, hated Godzilla. LaRock yeah. La 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 was once on this podcast. If he you guys, did not like it. Yeah, if you guys remember, LaRock was in the uh, filler episode. He's very, very hard to please. <laughs> um, yeah, the reviews are split straight down the middle. Um, the biggest thing is... Have you seen Godzilla movies in the past, Sean? Oh, and yeah. Yeah. Are, are, and well, we, we, well, we come know. On. I know. Come on. And then, then you'll like it. Yeah, and we know that your answer is yes. So that means that you Michael are Broderick's used to. Michael Broderick's Godzilla. That's the one he saw. <laughs> you, are, you are familiar with the formula of Godzilla movies. Yeah. Therefore, you will be happy with this Godzilla movie. So, and I think that's what a lot of people's problem is. So it sounds like it's true to the genre. Absolutely. Yeah, it's absolutely uh, the 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 director knew what he was doing when making a Godzilla movie because he wanted to follow the genre, or the the Japanese formula, and I don't think a lot of people are used to that because Japanese storytelling is sometimes really slow and boring, and uh, people were just upset that they're like, "Ooh, I don't think Godzilla should be a supporting character in a Godzilla movie." I was like, "Hello." Godzilla is a supporting character in all Godzilla movies. Like, what's your problem? The one thing I would say though is. Uh, that I agree with, but it didn't bother me that much, was that I do feel like they followed one of the lesser interesting human characters throughout the movie. Kick-ass? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, they they did. Um, and I felt like a lot of the story points are very cliche and, like, very tropish and, you know, things that are used over and over and over again. But again, it followed the Japanese formula of making a Godzilla movie. None, okay. of, the Japanese, none of the Japanese characters in Godzilla movies have ever been interesting. Yeah. And that said, though, is like that's something that we, as both anime and tokusatsu lovers, are very used to. Like yeah. we know, like we go in wanting the formula, and yeah. like, it, and I think you're exactly right. If it if this movie plays out the way that you guys are saying it does, then those that don't understand that that's what you go for in these kinds of movies, we're probably going to be very disappointed. Some movies you don't go to to like change social paradigm. 
Godzilla yeah. is not one of those movies. <laughs> well, that's and that's just it. Like people are always complaining about the straight straight white male character. Well, I'm sorry, but that's the demographic that that's going for. Well, and that, and on top of it, like, let's be honest, guys, who went there expecting Oscar material? <laughs> Anyone? No. Well, the Cranman's well, in it. The Cranman. The Cranman <laughs> awesome is in it. I'll give you yeah. that. He, oh my gosh, he did an Cran awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah, he he killed it. it was I will awesome. say, I mean, aside from it's true. And aside from even all those little complaints, the there was one thing, and once again, kind of like what Dylan said, where you know you notice something, but it doesn't really bother you. It's just like uh, they could have done it better. Yeah. Was the whole um, the female in the thing the wife? She was very much just a wife, and like it was kind of painfully obvious watching it. I'm like, wow, she really doesn't have a purpose other than just being the wife. Yeah, and I was like, but whatever. Hey, look, and Godzilla. That, and that was yeah. one of the main complaints. But and that's and that's just the thing. I I felt like that was all the characters. Every single character in that movie had like like the captain who, who or the the oh, general yeah, he was who the led captain. the captain. He was he was the general, and he said bad things and wanted to nuke the people. And then and then there was the soldier, and he was a soldier, and he's going to save his family. And then there's the wife, and she's the wife. Like every single character in that movie played a specific role and that was it yeah, it was yeah. so specific to ken wananabe sean keep an eye out for this that he had the exact same face the entire movie <laughs> yes he did um, ken wananabe face the whole time yeah, yeah. yeah. um just as just as a side note though the purpose of elizabeth olsen's uh character as the um as the playing the wife her purpose was to be something so that the main character had something to go back to something that like if the main character died then y- you would feel tension or like the fact that that he could die there's tension there because of that like if he didn't have anything going to it and he was just a dude fighting to for what's right to save the planet you wouldn't care about him as much as it, whether or not he had a wife and kid to go back to um yeah but I, there were I, there were some weird decisions that i can't really go into without spoiling stuff for sean that yeah and i will punch you through the made that kind of stupid anything. but yeah go ahead Andrew. and and that's 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 actually what i was going to say in in addition to yours is i never felt tense at any moment anyway like that was that was i think my biggest issue with the movie which again it's an issue but i can look over it because godzilla look um, i felt is, tense at moments in that movie but it had nothing to do with human characters it was all around godzilla yeah dude those monsters the monster sean uh, i know that like, i know the there's trailers, multiple monsters it's fine <laughs> No, no, but um, I know that the trailers haven't really revealed anything about them. I mean, you get a glimpse of them, but you really don't get a good look at them until the movie. And they, I will say, they're impressive. There are these are great monsters. The you, monsters that they're fight, that they're fighting in this movie, when, they're great monsters. When you first, when you see the first kaiju comes up through the city. I, I felt it was tense. Yeah, I was, it was really tense. I was happy. I was really, really happy. They felt like Godzilla monsters, so I was, I was very happy. Sean, so you should fun. see it in IMAX too. We're gonna go to Oca- apparently Ocala has an IMAX theater now, so that's it is. Thing. I saw. I actually saw it uh, in both, and I the IMAX was just cool just because of the his uh, Godzilla scream. In, oh man, uh, that was awesome! That yeah. was so good. Cool. All so, right. so there you go. Wicked Anime says yes to Godzilla. I know not everybody else says yes to Godzilla, but we say yes. <laughs> you should play the scream right there, John. <laughs> Just to make this episode more complicated for you. <laughs> okay, so uh, without any more, you know, pushing oh, the, the actually subject. another another just weird side note about uh, Godzilla. Or interesting. Okay, one more pushing the subject. Go ahead. <laughs> um, J- what's his name? Jared Edwards. Jareth Edwards. 
the the director of Godzilla Gareth. is yeah, slated to direct a Star Wars movie spinoff, then Godzilla Two. Is he's not wait the Star Wars spinoff? Is that one the um, that's rumored like, to be Boba Fett against going up against Avatar Two? <laughs> <laughs> is is that the one about the X wing pilots? I don't think anyone knows for sure, other than like two people inside of whoever owns Star Wars now. I don't really. <laughs> also, if any of you haven't seen Gareth Edwards' other movie, Monsters, watch that too, because he deserves everything he gets as far as being a big director. Okay, so next up in uh, media news, we have uh, the announcement that the anime Doraemon is coming to America. Now, Doraemon is a 45-year-old show. It's been playing all across the world in 35 different countries and has never come to America. It's one of the most famous and iconic animes in Japan. It's about like a time-traveling cat. And Disney, of all people, is the one picking it up. They're going to be playing 26 episodes a week on... Uh, Holy cow! Yeah, on, on Disney. And get this, they're actually going to Americanize it in the same way that 4Kids Americanizes their shows. So they're going to remove things like that have to do with yen and chopsticks and all that kind of fun stuff. Because chopsticks don't exist in America. They're gonna chopsticks are gonna be jelly donuts. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I sure love me a jelly. They're gonna donut. be the talons of an eagle. <laughs> but no, yeah, they're they're um they're going to Americanize it, which. I mean, I guess in some sense it, it makes sense if it's going to play it on Disney Channel for, for kids, kids. Yeah, you know, but there's definitely going to be some, an older audience seeking it out, and they're going to complain about it. I'm sure. Well, because there's so many Disney Channel shows that people watch anyway. Yeah, like just regular Joes. They... I think the the basic complaint is though is like if you put in something Japanese, like you don't think kids can understand that there's another culture out there. <laughs> you know, is that too yeah. early for them? Is there something about Japan that Disney can't show? You know, I don't know. They do a fine job when they release the Hayao Miyazaki movies. Oh, yeah, for so, sure. Yeah. I don't know. But they don't really change much. They just... Exactly. Yeah. They don't change anything. So, I don't know. But, um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of exciting. It's Doraemon, you know, it's iconic. And, and we are finally getting it, so... Yeah. Um, well, I think one of, the, one of the reasons why maybe we're finally getting it is because the... The CG animated film is coming out. That's true. Yeah, they're, yeah, this Doraemon movie. Yeah, it's coming out soon. It's a good point. It's probably going to be localized by, by Disney when... Hopefully. You know, that would be kind of cool. I'd really like to see a, the Doraemon movie. Uh, that's it for that. And the last piece of media news, which is probably our biggest piece, is Viz has announced that they are completely releasing Sailor Moon. All 200-something episodes are, are going to be re-released, redubbed. And out for sale, and it's going to be, you know, the original content that the Japanese version yeah. was. We're finally getting it uncut, basically. Yep. So Sailor Scouts die and kiss each other. Yep. Um, <laughs> Is there also uh, the Topless Drunk episode? I don't... I guess, I guess I'm not familiar with that episode. Yeah, there was one that never even came over, because What's-Her-Name gets drunk and then walks around the street topless. Well, if it's canon to the like an actual episode, I yeah, imagine, it's yeah, Toad's canon. So, uh, what episode Toad's is can. that? Toad's canon. Yeah, um, I, I don't know the the actual episode number. I, I've never seen it. I've only heard other yeah. Well, that, that's fans just talk about. That's it. just it. I've never even heard of that episode or anything like that. We have to ask Scarlet over at Scarlet Rhapsody. Yep, she'll uh, she'll know. She's like the biggest um, Sailor Moon fan ever. I think- I think Blair's talked about it before. I'm not sure. Oh, sorry. My girlfriend is a Sailor Moon fan. Um, uh, Good for I'll, her. I'll ask her when, when I'm done here. 
Yeah, so definitely. Also, I might text um, her. We'll just ask her. <laughs> yeah. Also, just as uh, another one last side note for Sailor Moon, the original series is completely free on Hulu. If you want to go check that out, it's um, it's yeah, it's it's actually being released slowly. It, like every Monday, it's being released on both Hulu and Neon Alley. And Neon Alley. And uh, is that the original Japanese? It is the original Japanese. Uh, even though Viz is going to redub it. Um, but we're just get the they just have the Japanese ones right now, which that is what I'm really interested in is a redubbing of Sailor Moon. Who are they gonna get? Especially because it's Viz. Uh, Viz has good voice actors, so are they gonna get what is like Tuxedo Mask gonna be Johnny on Bosch or uh, God, that's I that, hope not. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm anyway, going wrong. I like I like Johnny on Bosch, but uh, regardless, um, can't see him yelling Tuxedo Mask. No. Yeah, I'll be getting uh, I'll be getting. Once Viz releases all of Ranma, I'll also get be getting the Sailor Moon re-releases too, because I can finally complete without getting a bootleg. <laughs> like they have at all the conventions, all 200 episodes of Sailor Moon, uh, a complete collection of Sailor Moon and Ranma. Yes. So, thank you, Viz. Viz, you you continue to be amazing with all your Berserk and Ranma and Sailor Moon. So that's it for media news. We are going to move on to some gaming news. We finally have gaming news again. This is a really long news section. Yeah, it totally is. Short news. Okay. Yeah. Game round. Let's go. It's okay. Okay, so yeah, gaming news is going to go by really fast. We just got a new development. First off, Legend of Zelda Hyrule Warriors is going to arrive in Japan on August 14th this year. One thing that I found out that is being developed by Team Ninja, the same people who Holy did like, Dead or Alive and the Ninja Gaiden series. Oh, great. Another game I can't play. <laughs> Why? Because Ninja Gaiden is the hardest freaking game ever created. If it was, it's, it's, it was... it's going to be a Dynasty Warriors like game, though. I think at yeah. least that's the speculation from the teaser stuff. So, so that's coming in development, and there hasn't been a word uh, whether or not it's coming to America. I would imagine that it is. Just if it's going to be on the the Wii U, it's going to come over here. You know, it's it just makes sense. We've gotten every Zelda game so far. Um, and then next up in gaming news, this is the last piece. Uh, the Attack on Titan 3DS game uh, may be getting a U.S. release. It was uh, a very popular release in Japan. It sold uh, 93,000 copies on its uh, release weekend in Japan, which is pretty good for a DS game. I'd get it. They're, due to the popularity of the show here, you know, it's playing on Adult Swim now, and we're getting the release from Funimation soon enough. Um, there are pe- groups of people and publishers looking to get the 3DS game uh, released here in the U.S. They want to see it come to fruition. Hey, so hey, Trav, have you seen Attack on Titan? Nope. No? <laughs> no? It has Gantz level of violence in it. <laughs> I've heard nothing but good about it. I just haven't made my way around to it yet. Um, I- it, it, it is the anime that is bridging the gap between... Japan and uh, yeah, otaku's and and non-otaku's and Broncos fans. <laughs> wow, <laughs> Dylan, you really Love like it. that joke of yours. No, I'm Democrats and Republicans working together. It's crazy. I mean, Dylan Sorry. broke me with that joke. <laughs> Okay. Oh boy. Well, anyway, I was throwing that out there because I, I think it's one that you wouldn't mind watching. So that's it for gaming news. It is time to move on to some strange news. Woo! Strange news. I'm excited. You but, sounded excited. So first up is strange news. Uh, we got a story about AKB48, the Akihabara uh, pop idol group, 
They are releasing a new album, and they are having a release party for the new album. The interesting thing about AKB48, if you don't know, there are 48 members in the in the group. Holy and goodness. they have their own stage and studio in the Akihabara, where you know fans can go and see shows. And the interesting thing about their group is that because there's so many of them, they always give a chance for fans to um, vote on who is going to be the more prominent members of the group, you know, who's going to be front and center and singing. And the way that they do that is whenever they release a new album like they're doing now is they have random CDs that have ballots inside of them and you can <laughs> vote on who you want to see be the the more prominent idol. The reason why this is strange news is because of this new uh, album that's being released, um, there is a fan out there who is really excited about uh, Juri Takahashi, one of the girls in the group. She hasn't been in the front lines ever, and she's not the most popular, but he is a super fan, and he spent 31.5 million yen of C- on CDs, which is roughly... Uh, $20. $311,000 American on CDs. Oh, wow. So that he could get enough ballots to vote Jury Takahashi to be finally at the front lines. Well, that's a good way to get people to buy CDs. For sure. Well, and then he has to EMS those back to Japan, which is going to be even more expensive. And Okay, so the speculation that was in the article that I read was if he spent... That much money on CDs, why doesn't he just produce a solo album for her? He's got the money for it. You know, like, why doesn't he just produce a CD for her? <laughs> I'm sure it would cost less. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> How much did he spend on it? He spent uh, American $311,000. I'm pretty sure you could afford to just put on a performance and be like, hey, look, I paid for this, so she's singing. Yeah, exactly. Or... or spend his money elsewhere and be happy elsewhere. <laughs> That's true. If I had three hundred eleven thousand dollars I'd do buy Jerry Takahashi. Yeah, you know, if you know if if he's happy with maybe that's just probably his otaku thing is is pop idols and specifically AK forty eight. So I can't say that he should spend his money elsewhere because who knows what else he would spend his money on. I don't know. House? Yeah, well I mean maybe he has a house. He's already. probably maybe super he, rich. Yeah he's gotta be like super rich. Or super <laughs> should, desperate. Or super desperate. <laughs> he saved up all each, that money. Each just one, for the time. each one of his ballots has a personal note written, handwritten to Jerry Takahashi on the back of it. <laughs> no one else can love you. <laughs> just me. Oh man, we shouldn't be making fun of someone. All right. Like so that. breaking news. Um, <laughs> now we shouldn't be making fun of someone. <laughs> yes. Go ahead, so go ahead John. I just got word from Blair that there was an episode in which he did get drunk and Usagi did, who's apparently the real name of Sailor Moon. Yeah, Usagi. Yeah, Usagi, whatever. Um, and uh, it was when, I guess, Tuxedo Mask left for the United States to go to college. She just didn't handle that crap well. And, yeah, that happened. Teenage girls, man. Jesus. I know, right? <laughs> That's really dark. <laughs> so, I anyway, mean, I had it from, from her. That happened, so... That's that's crazy. I had no idea that that existed. And, yeah, that's, that's like, super weird because... I mean, Sailor Moon isn't... You know, I mean, it, it does have dark points in it, but that's just weird. <laughs> like, uh, like we like encouraging it, underage drinking. It and, sounds like it's supposed to be comical, though. Like, it is supposed to be like, comical, but like she's still like a minor. 
Yeah. It's just weird. Well, anyway, I didn't mean to derail you that much. I just wanted to let you know. That's kind of strange. That kind of, we were in the strange news section, and that's a little weird, so. Okay. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure other Sailor Moon fans are like, I knew about that already, but. Favorite episode ever. (laughs) Stupid nerds. (laughs) Get Um, out of here, nerd. All right, so last up in strange news, uh. I don't know if you guys would know this. This is really this this has been going on for a really long time. Do you guys know the popularity in Japan of the Crimean Attorney General of Russia, um, Natalia Pokol? I, I don't know how to say her last name. Poklonskaya. Poklonskaya. No. Poklonskaya. Uh, no, okay. I am not familiar. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here you know what? Here, I'm gonna, it. Yeah, so I can look. Yeah. It up. Okay, that's weird. Okay. So she is the um... <laughs> annexes Crimea and your heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So okay. So she is. Um, she has officially become a Japanese meme. It's it's been going on for a really long time, like months, and we've never talked about it on the podcast. The reason why I'm ta- talking about it now is her fan art has kind of gotten her into some trouble. Put your puts the cute and prosecute. <laughs> um, she. Yeah, in Japan, she's known as the um, is the, as the kawaii prosecutor. She she's like she is she's really cute. Yep, she's like she's thirty four years old, and uh, <laughs> the the reason why it's gotten her into some some trouble is because of all the attention that she's been been getting. It's been put it's put her on like a warning list of of people who have been listed for treason against you know Ukrainian government and when all that stuff was going down almost as like a warning against Putin um and the reason why she was put on the list was because of her popularity you know on the on the internet um it's kind of weird uh cuz i actually the last thing i saw like about this was there's an eroge game in Japan called my girlfriend's the president and and they made fan art of her in that position where it says my my girlfriend my, is the prosecutor, yeah, the my attorney prosecutor. is the attorney prosecutor, yeah. So well, it yeah. looks like people are cosplaying as her. <laughs> it's that's so bizarre. It is. It's really bizarre. The new news that has come up about this is now the European Union has uh, or United your European United whatever has banned her from ever setting foot anywhere inside of Europe, uh, mainly because of the whole treason thing that's been going on. And um, But now that all this stuff has started coming through, she's not very happy that she's become so popular in Japan anymore. Well, yeah, her career's been ruined. <laughs> yeah, basically. Pretty much. But she's, she's I mean, she's been put on treason, but apparently nothing, like, like she's under the protection of Russian government, and I don't think anything's going to happen because of it. So, um, but I mean, like, yeah, she, because of this fan art thing, she's not really, not, so, not really too happy about it. Why isn't she just making money off of that? I would just find some way to convert that popularity into money and be like, you know what, my career's screwed. This is how I get paid now. Hook <laughs> <laughs> up with that guy buying all those CDs, yeah. <laughs> make an anime or something. She could, she could just, she could just, you know, find her fans to fund like her co- own campaign, Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> convention visits and shit around Japan. People spend a million dollars this year. This is oh honestly gosh. one of the least weird things I've heard out of Japan. Well, it's it's pretty weird to me, but it's least surprising. Yeah, maybe. I, are, are we that jaded now? I mean, is that where we are? <laughs> I, I that guess Japan so. almost got somebody killed, and we're just like, yeah, sounds right. <laughs> I, I'm just waiting for Mecca, and then I'm just be like, told you. <laughs> <laughs> Beat up a kid and take it. I'm telling you, that is the strategy. <laughs> yeah. 
We've already discussed, discussed this, Sean. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, I wasn't on board. There's already a plan of attack. <laughs> I was looking yep. up the yep. Sailor Moon thing. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that's as strange as it gets. And that is as strange as it gets. Let's uh, move on to uh, what we're watching, which I think is going to be pretty short. Yeah, for the past couple of weeks, I haven't been watching anything different. Um, I don't think so either. I, I will. I will give an update on Nanana's Buried Treasure, where how I've been so excited about watching that. Um, I watched the first couple episodes. It was good, and then it, it kind of turned normal anime like cliche. Yeah, cliche things. things. Um, it's still cute uh, in in specific areas, so I'll watch it there and. I just I'm I'm kind of kind of curious where the story's going. It's kind of turning into an actiony shonen-y kind of a thing, and it's kind of weird. Uh, not not the direction I thought it was going to go. So just a less impressive, less take. impressive than I thought it, than than it initially than the initial impression. All right, that's about it. I, I haven't been watching anything new. Just... Yeah, nothing besides Sean. Yeah. Well, I actually well I, I have been watching Attack on it. We already talked about the Attack on Titan dub and everything like that. I've been watching that. I've been rewatching it, and it reminds me of how much I loved. You know, the reason why I loved Attack on Titan so much to begin with, um, so I'm really looking forward to seeing the rest of the dub, because I've heard from people who have seen more of the later episodes that it, it really does stand up to what it's been it, when, it, when the original Japanese, you know, came out. Yep. So, I'm looking forward to that. Sean? Uh, I've been watching, um, I rewatched the first episode of Kamen Rider Gaim, which is the current huh. season. Um, yeah. I was going to attempt to catch up, and then I forgot that it was all about fruit, and I kind of lost. Steam Dude, again. Sh- Sean, um, we actually we actually had um, a fan. I think it was last episode we talked about yes. this. Oh, um, and but- a fan from fan service who kind of like not really called you out, but wanted was just was like, pleading with you to finish it because yeah, it's good. Yeah, and um, and I basically explained to him, no, Sean is stubborn, so he won't do that. No, no, no. <laughs> I, if, it's, if it's okay, here's. I mean, this has always been my philosophy. If it takes ten episodes to get good, it's not good. Yeah, no, and I and I agree with we you. We have right? a we I, have a three episode policy here. Yeah, I, I no, I, I totally agree with you. Um, and, and I'm usually even a tad more generous. I'll usually give something four or five episodes. But like, <laughs> yeah. I got one episode in this. I was just like, fuck no. <laughs> yeah, out. man. Um, so basically, we just got we got a um, a, a thing uh, from from a fan saying. You really have to keep watching it because it's actually because it's, it's his favorite one. It's probably the guy who wrote the show. Out. Let's be honest. <laughs> so, well, uh, that'd be kind of cool. That's a prominent name listening to Wicked Anime. Which, in in that case, why are you doing that? <laughs> but it was, I, I just thought I just thought it was funny that um, that he um, he's also interested enough in right. common in common writer and everything the same way we are over here. Maybe to, I'll sit down to this you know. weekend and and just kind of burn through and catch up. Um, just because I, I I haven't watched much in a little while, just because I got a new job and everything, and and I do want to give it the I, I I've been wanting to watch something I've been working on, uh, doing some writing for something else and and I kind of need to go back to the source material anyway. The problem is is I feel like Gaim is not the source material I want to work from. Yeah. Um so I've been watching a lot of uh Kabuto in in uh in double uh because they were just those were my favorite seasons. Those were those were the things that made me enjoy the genre. And so yeah. um so I've been going back through uh through through on those um that said though, I do want to catch up. I never finished Wizard and I wasn't hating Wizard. Which was the one right before Gaim, so yep, I might just burn through all of those and, and just catch up. So, cool. Yeah. 
So I thought you thought that you you would think that that was interesting, yeah, seeing yeah. that you weren't you weren't around last episode. Okay, well I'll keep an eye. Out. I mean, you could always shoot me on Facebook. I'll definitely answer stuff. You, I mean, you yeah. know I usually do. Yeah. Even if I'm not involved. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, Travis, what are you watching? Are you watching anything? <laughs> I was thinking you guys were gonna pass me up. I have been watching. Actually, a lot of reality shows. <laughs> um, although I have a rule, I only like or I only watch reality shows that actually impact a business, so I don't watch generic crap. But uh, I've been watching Face Off, Jim Henson's Creature Shop. Yeah, and those are Fighter. good. Yeah, um, those uh, those those two are actually pretty relevant as far as being as far, artistic wise. Those are the best reality TV shows on TV. I agree, one thousand percent. Yeah, those are those are the ones that I keep up with too. At least at least face off. I haven't kept up with Creature Shop as much. I didn't really like Creature Shop as um, much as I, I liked I loved the creation and like the way that they presented their stuff. They did um camera tests which they actually shot a, a short like 30 second scene with each one of the creatures which I loved. That was awesome. Um the whole creating process didn't really interest me as much as Face Off did. Yeah, Face Off is just phenomenal like as far as art goes and it's nice to see a, a competition where they respect each other as artists and actually help each other even though they're competing with each other because that's what artists do like yeah. they, they critique each other they help each other they don't just say whoa man you suck too bad you're screwed i mean they do yeah. in face off too but in face off they always try to throw a little drama on it like you know they always show a clip of the person being like yeah well i had to stop working on my own stuff for a little bit to go help this person but it's like you know in real life they didn't care they wouldn't help them if they were really behind on their own thing um, and Henson doesn't really throw that drama in. They just show it kind of matter-of-fact as artists are. It's like, oh, you need a hand with that? Sure, I got a minute. I'll help you out. No problem. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. The, the On the opposite end of the spectrum, uh, Ink Master just finished up, too, the tattoo competition one. And, oh, my gosh, I can't believe how, how people hate each other so much on that show. Yeah. yeah. That, <laughs> it was like such a and, – and not to mention the judges on that show are just the worst judges ever. Well, for was, any reality TV show. Well, I was having a discussion with somebody, like, basically comparing Face Off and Ink Master, and the difference, I think, is the personality of the people in the field. Is Tattoo artists, the way it's set up is each shop is pretty much individual. That's you know, true. You are your own person, so you can go out there and have whatever kind of shitty personality you want to have. <laughs> if people like your art, they'll come to you. And, I mean, that's just the way it is. But in, like, makeup or comic books or, you know, like the Jim Henson's Creature Shop, anything like that, it's an industry. And you make a bad name for yourself, you're done. Yes, that's very true. Yeah, that, you make a very good point Cause, there. Because yeah, the the people on on, I mean, there were there were artists on uh, Ink Master that I really really enjoyed to watch, but some of them I was just like, holy crap, yeah. I would never hire them for anything. That's the other thing, you know, is is you, <laughs> you like you have to even though it's an individual game and you know you, you can be competitive with the other people, you can't be a jerk because people are like, I don't want to get a tattoo from somebody who's going to be an ass, you know. <laughs> Well, I, that's not true because I mean, yeah, honestly, I like if I, say, if I was going for a tattoo, if I'm if I'm personally looking for a tattoo and I'm like, I have this design I want, I want to make sure it's done flawless, especially me as an artist, you know, I'm going to be super picky with it. If I watch a show like Ink Master and I'm like, man, this guy is the biggest asshole in the world, but he's also the single best tattoo artist I've ever seen, I will go pay him for that tattoo. I don't want to talk to him. I'll never <laughs> hang out with him, but I will have that person do my tattoo. And that's why they can get away with having the crappy personalities, because it's not an industry. It's like a bunch of individual stuff that kind of comes together as a pseudo-industry thing. You do have to remember, though, that some, sometimes when they're, when they're the jerks, they're very, very bent on their personal style. 
So even if you bring in a design, they probably won't stick to it. Oh no, I, because it's because it's your art style that they're doing, and they might not be happy with that. No, but I would also watch that show, and I mean, there's the people that stick to that. Like the, the one episode that I saw, because my girlfriend watches it more than I do, and I just t- tend to catch it whenever she's watching it. But like, you get people that are like, "Oh no, black and white's my thing," and they make me do color, and this is stupid, and be like, yeah. "Well, you're not a good artist then." I mean, if you have a thing and that's all you can do, you're not a good artist, and you don't deserve to be on the show. Peace. Yeah, especially yeah, just in when case, your just whole in case you job revolves around being able to replicate what other people ask you to. Like, yeah, I, and absolutely. I mean, you know, you guys know. I mean, Travis, uh, working with professional artists, the whole big part of that is being able to remove your ego from the equation. Yeah, Which just is... in, yeah. That's that's right. Just in case you you guys are wondering, um, the reason why we know Travis is because we've all done comic books together. <laughs> we we're we're all artists in 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 collaboration and in crime <laughs> calling me an C's. artist is a bit of a stretch what's that it's like calling me an artist is a bit a bit of a stretch you did our letters you're a word artist <laughs> finger paint <laughs> i mean i'm not as bad as an inker <laughs> uh, uh, comic book jokes anyway moving on i've been watching fargo Yes, I watched Fargo. <laughs> Holy cow. Um, you see you the newest see... episode? It's crazy. Heck yeah, I did. It was awesome. Dude, um, you saw the original movie, right, yeah. Dylan? Okay, good. Yeah, dude, Fargo is just fantastic. Billy Bob Thornton is off his tits crazy. Like, holy crap, <laughs> but it's awesome. <laughs> I don't think it, I've yeah, heard I... that particular colloquialism. Before. Did you say office tits crazy? Yeah. <laughs> Off his. Oh. Sean, you heard what I heard? I heard what you heard. Okay. <laughs> I like that saying better. I mean, like, I was, like, office I didn't realize that crazy. was a type of, you know, tits. Like, <laughs> it would be, it'd be crazy to see some tits in an office, maybe. I guess it kind of makes sense. That's weird. Depending on what kind of office you're in. Yeah. It's like, if Microsoft that office. in my office, it's weird. <laughs> there you go, guys. Uh, Wiki anime review of Fargo. Office tits crazy. <laughs> but yes, Fargo is very good, and I've been watching it, yeah. and I love it. <laughs> not anime related, but no, yeah, not super uh, anime, but very, very um, relevant in certain aspects. <laughs> very, very informative <laughs> as far as art and arts, artistic wise, and whatnot. We we never t- make tangents on this show. No. <laughs> hey, our that fans like tangent. our tangents. That was like a freaking side quest. <laughs> still How not much complete. experience did we get then? Nope, still None. not complete. We no are experience. all worse for going. <laughs> oh, God, there's 30 episodes of game. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess you better get moving. Shut better up. start watching yesterday. <sighs> yeah. All right. So that's it for what we're watching, I suppose. So it's time to move on to our Tapagachi. Finally! Yeah, now that we're already an hour into this recording. Yeah. <laughs> now, we did have a skip week last week, so we're, this podcast is coming out a little late, so we're a little bit late on the news, but the thing that we wanted to cover in our Tapagachi today, which is also the reason why Travis is here, is we wanted to talk about the Power Rangers movie that was announced a couple weeks ago. It wasn't really announced, it was, it was the fact that it was um, speculated. Yeah, it was speculated in the fact that there is going to be another one. And American, by the way. Yeah, Saban. Or Saban? Right? Saban and Lionsgate. Yeah. Yep. So man, Lionsgate, holy cow. Um It's gonna be so dark. So many <laughs> so many dark shadows. 
we're what we what we our mission here today for our Tapagachi is is we are going to pitch ridiculous or not ridiculous we're going to pitch Power Rangers movies yeah so um, let's ideas <laughs> yeah let's um let's first start off by speculating the American Power Ranger movies that have uh, already come out because yeah, being the Power Rangers the movie and Power, Power Rangers, Rangers Turbo, Turbo the movie, the movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's an I love. Movie. Well, Excuse me, it's called what? a Turbo movie. It's not Turbo the movie. Why <laughs> is am I defending really, I that? Was... That movie's <laughs> terrible. It doesn't matter. But all right, now before we go any further, I, I do need to point out something about the two original movies. Um, first of all, the first one is not canon in any way, shape, or form. Like it was its what? own thing. It had nothing to do with the TV series other than it used the same actors. The second one was an actual bridge. For like jumping into the next season of the Power Rangers, which went into Power Rangers Turbo. Um, yeah, yeah, you can tell. Like it too. <laughs> yeah, it, it was terrible. Um, <laughs> which is rough for a season that starred Tommy. You know, it di- it didn't it didn't stop for us uh, from from buying um, the the movie on DVD though. So. Yeah, <laughs> we still have both Power Rangers. Within movies. the past couple months, I bought both of them. Yeah, yeah, on DVD. Yeah. So. Jeez, but, like, guys, uh, guys, I haven't even seen the Turbo movie all the way through. Seriously. Yeah. What? We yeah. used to, I told I've him seen, not when we were kids. We... I've seen less than 50% of it and was like, I don't really need to see the rest of this. This is terrible. <laughs> but they're fighting on a volcano. It's yeah, terrible. Yeah, that's the part I saw. I saw <laughs> what is arguably the best parts of that movie, and I don't need to see what's worse. <laughs> I'm going to be perfectly but... honest with you. They don't even have a proper combining sequence for the Zords in that movie. <laughs> like, you never get the awesome transformation scene. You're just like, what the I'm... hell? I'm totally playing devil advocate. I, I know it's not a good movie. But I'm not even going to argue with you. I'm just going to walk up there and slap you. It's a hell of a walk. Okay, so we'll bypass the Turbo movie for, for now. Uh, sorry, a Turbo movie. Uh, and um, the original Power Rangers movie, I actually rather enjoy a lot. The only thing that really, really, really bugs me about it is the stupid CGI Megazord. Yeah. They did not have a man in a costume punching things, and that was they, really They annoying. don't even have that No, the they show tried anymore. to make a brave move on that, and it wasn't good. You know what? Actually, recently I've read an article about that movie, and honestly, it's Guys. kind of amazing that movie was made at all, because apparently everything went wrong with that movie. Like, the script, what was scripted was not the movie that we got because they had to do shoots and reshoots because all sorts of stuff kept going wrong. They had entire scenes that we didn't see. There was a whole other Dulcia. So, honestly, when it comes down to, like, knowing now that there's the CG Zords, I'm just like, you know what? Fine, whatever. They wasted so much money doing other stuff, I get why they didn't polish that off. Um, my my favorite part of that movie still is when they're fighting the um, the bone dinosaurs and 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 the triceratops bone dinosaur like takes a swing around and a camera guy goes whoa and moves out of the way <laughs> like clearly on the it was just awesome it's so funny you can like pause the movie and there's this guy in a crew hat and a blue t-shirt like yeah like whoa look out like it's just the funniest thing yeah there's a lot of continuity errors in that movie <laughs> yeah. uh, and um Ivan Ooze is like still one of the greatest villains ever. <laughs> I legit, second, second to Zed. Yeah, I legit love Ivan Ooze. Like, I, and I mean, I'm with you. Like, Not even playing Devil's Advocate, I completely understand every flaw about that movie. And yes, there are a lot of them, and that could take up its own podcast talking about all of them. But I still put that movie on from time to time just to watch. I just love it. Just listening to it. It's like a 90s music video. It's For sure. Great. Yeah, it's super 90s. Um, and... 
Uh, one of my uh, also one of my there was rollerblading. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> one of my uh, favorite tidbits about the movie, uh, I, the guy who played Ivan Ooze. Does anybody know what he's done recently? I I can find he, out for you. He's he's no. I, I mean, uh, I'm oh, saying like know. I know what he's done. Um, the most recent thing that I know of that he's done is he is the priest from Hot Fuzz. Yeah, <laughs> that was him. Yeah, that was Ivan Ooze. Wow, I love that movie. <laughs> yep, um, Paul Freeman. Uh, yeah, that was. It's funny that you said that you mentioned the rollerblades thing because I made that same joke at um, during our hardcore anime panel where I asked the audience if they knew, even knew what rollerblading was because of the Mad Bull clip, and I told, called them liars when they said yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, just the oh god, that movie. <laughs> I know it's it's really really fun to watch. I think the last time we watched it was with Dylan. Like we we bought Dunkin' Donuts for dinner. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna do that with Dylan tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I should, yeah. Dylan, you sound like a great date. <laughs> Dunkin Donuts I got Dunkin' Donuts movie. and Power Rangers. We should get Seriously, it on. Dunkin' Donuts and Power Rangers. I'm pretty sure that's actually the basis me and my girlfriend have for a relationship. <laughs> I know for we a have so is. much in common. <laughs> I, so I, I only wish I could join you. <laughs> so, for a new movie, uh, let's start off with some ideas. Wait, real what? quick. I did actually make a list of things that I wanted to go over, so I wouldn't okay. forget them. So okay. I'm going to throw out the uh, Travis's list of rules. Some of these are actually just like one-off <laughs> thoughts that I haven't really decided which way I want to go. But I, sounds really good. Yeah, there'll yes, be uh, arguments that can be made. But the number one thing that I want to see because I've seen a lot of this pop up. I am uh, groups grouped with a lot of like Facebook Ranger style groups. Um, so I see a lot of ideas and stuff getting thrown out there and a lot of, you know, people talking to the old cast members about coming back and things like that. And so my number one thing is actually, I really, really, really do not want them to cater the script to old cast members coming back. <laughs> so, you don't want to see JDF. No, I'm, I'm not saying that I wouldn't want to see them. I don't want somebody, I don't want whoever the writer ends up being to cater the script to that. If it happens, if it's natural and it flows and these Rangers come back for whatever reason, you know, these actors, that's fine. You. But from my understanding, okay. this movie is Jason, Tommy, you know, that whole crew um, just redone, re- reimagined. So I don't see any reason for these actors to come back unless it's in like. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Somebody had said something about, like, Austin St. John coming back as Zordon, things like that. So, I mean, you know, things like that, that would be, like, a cool little, okay, haha, you know, that's fun. But in any significant way, I really don't want people to butcher the script just to be able to get an actor in there from the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. That would kill me more than anything, just seeing, like, just a completely shoehorned spot in there. Right, yeah. I guess it's true. It's true. 
I want to see something new and original as opposed to kind of rehash. And yeah. from what I understand from what I've read so far, that that's exactly what they're trying to do is capture that original magic again, kind of put lightning back in the model. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that one, buddy. And so this is my other one, and I think we can kind of all be on the same page with this one. I think you guys wouldn't have asked me here if we weren't. Is this movie can be good. There's a lot of people out there that are instantly naysaying it like it's a terrible idea. It can be good, but no faith in this movie means we will get a garbage movie. Yeah. So I know there's a lot of fans out there that want a good movie, and I know part of the problem is you're not going to please everybody because there's a lot of purists out there that basically just want to see what the original Power Rangers were all over again. Yep. But, you know, that's going to piss off people like me because I don't want to see that again. I acknowledge that the original Power Rangers are terrible, and I love them because I was a kid. And, you know, looking back watching it now, it's there's a lot of flaws there, sure, but there's a lot of opportunity to explore really cool ideas but you know exploring those cool ideas will piss off the purists so oh, man. just make a yeah. good movie please just make a good movie don't worry yeah, about old, people. old power rangers is so fun to watch still and and i i totally agree even even some new power rangers is fun you know like i'm i'm i enjoy some some new stuff even still nowadays even though it still has that campy feel to it you know that can't can't be good old-fashioned well, saban here's action here's my thing there, there there's actually two things that come to mind when you say this so the first of all is Yes, again, like, and and I'm going to point to things like Avatar: The Last Airbender, not the movie, but the the show. That was a cartoon that set out to be intelligent and thoughtful and amazing from the get go, and it never sacrificed that Saturday morning cartoon feel to it at every, any point. Yep. So, like, you can be, still be true to what you are, but still be an amazing storytelling piece at the same time. Yep. And then, secondly, um, the whole uh, as far as like the new stuff that has good moments. I mean, and Travis, you and I sat there and watched all of, what, Power Rangers Samurai as it was coming yeah. out? Yeah. Well, we and, watched the first half before they went on that big break. Yeah, the, and then came back as, like, Super Samurai or whatever. And while it was not good, there were definitely moments that were inspired. Like, pretty much everything with Jaden. <laughs> okay, look, let me... Okay, I read what the ending with Jaden was. Dude, when they set up... And, I mean, Sean knows this because, once again, we watched it all together. But just for everybody else and everybody listening... When they set up in Power Rangers Samurai that Jaden had a secret early on, that was the coolest thing to me. I was like, okay, cool, you've got me hooked on this whole secret thing. The problem was they seemed to forget about it at times, and then other mm -hmm. times it seemed a little too dragged out without dropping any real hints at what it could be. They were just like, hey, don't forget, by the way, Jaden has a secret. Yep. And I thought that was a total mishandling, like to introduce it that early and then just kind of flounder with it for so long. By the way, what the payoff was, was this whole thing in Samurai was the Samurai Ranger thing is passed down through the family. So you actually find out the Yellow Ranger wasn't supposed to be a Samurai because her sister was, but she got like terminally sick and she had to pass it to the little sister. That's a really cool moment. Yeah. Jaden's <laughs> secret was that his sister was the real Red Ranger the whole time and she was in secret training to be the best. So that way when the final boss came up, she could be ready. And so he's been hiding as like being the Red Ranger so she could get all this extra training in without being distracted or anything like that. That's a really cool secret. Better secret, better character moment was when he came back and he was like, no, I'm the real Red Ranger. I've really been doing this forever. And he took back over the team. All of that is amazing stuff. Had they <laughs> not dragged it out yeah. over like a long season and basically, you know, flying around with concepts here and there, it would have been so impactful. But yeah. I mean, the ideas are all absolutely there. So you can yeah. do it. It's possible. Like, a lot of um, Power Rangers RPM had some really adult themes going on, but still told it in a childlike manner, you know? Yeah, yeah. and I mean, and look at the Lego movie. That's a movie for adults with a kid's sheen on it. Like, that movie is written for, like, all the messages there are definitely for adults, but Special. it's totally made as a movie that kids will absolutely enjoy. 
yeah. and the spaceship thing is somebody everybody loves. Who, I don't care who you are. That yeah, Charlie Day flipping out over <laughs> you, a spaceship well, is something I will yeah. watch on loop. So now that we've discussed that, do we actually want to discuss? Does what Travis we would have anything see? more on his list? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, go oh, ahead, yeah. Travis. The I've got so I've got a couple things here that well I got one more thing that I want to say to them in general to everybody and anybody <laughs> making the movie. This theme, is our open letter. Theme and yep. Power Rangers is so easy. Like, the original Power Rangers, like, a lot of them still do it. It's so easy, and I hope they don't drop the ball, because in the original Power Rangers movie, there was no theme. It was just generic action. Ivan Ooze showed up, you go on the quest to find the thing and beat him. You know, <laughs> it was just good versus evil. There wasn't really anything there. But, like, Power Rangers did some really, I mean, some of them were simple. It was like, you know, the episode is like, hey, Zack's scared of spiders, so there's a spider monster he has to face his fears. Things like that. I really hope they do something more in line with that to get, like, a deeper meaning. You know, once again, the Lego movie did a great job with the whole father-son relationship thing that was just littered throughout the entire movie, setting all of that up. And so I really hope that they can learn their lesson and do that and not get something that's really empty. And I don't know if anybody has seen Divergent. No. Uh, uh, I want to go see that. I, I saw it, and I was like, this looks bad. It's a teen novel, so... No, I mean, but, but you know, so is Hunger Games, and I really like Hunger Games. But Divergent was really empty. It had no real purpose. I mean, the whole basis of what the movie's supposed to be on doesn't go anywhere. It's super empty. So I just hope they don't pick up, you know, trends like that and just be like, yeah, hey, exactly. look, she learns to fight people and that's cool and that's what we'll do with Power Rangers is these kids learn to fight people. No, I don't I don't want that. I want something better. I want something that pushes that good character development. That actually touches on something that I was really hoping for in the movie, which is something that the original, again, like the original show does is the characters experience growth. They're good people, you know, but they're, the, the, to me, the show was always about becoming the paragon of what you could be. It was about going through the trials and everything, and uh, especially because like the first five seasons were all one continuous story, and it all led up to, to essentially what's Power Rangers in space. And for those of you that haven't seen it, it's probably the most deeply personal of all of the seasons, um, because it's all about the, the, main, the, the Red Ranger rescuing his sister and mm-hmm. overcoming all of the doubt and fear and everything. And like the Rangers in that season weren't chosen. They were, it was an accident. Everything was an accident. And they, they just learned to be better people for it, you know? Right. Cool. And that's, that's something I want to see is because the, the, you, you're chosen to be a ranger because you would, you uh, maybe not exemplify the best in humanity, but you have the potential for it. Because yeah, that's what the power chooses. Right along there with the theme. Like you have, you have that whole, and I, once again, that, that goes with the theme is like that power. What do you do with it? You know, explore that, make that fun. Um, one other thing I want to throw out there is a general, hey, guys, don't mess this up. The Zords, you know, we were talking about how bad the Zords were in the original one. Don't mess it up this time. There's no excuse. Honestly, like, you know, as much as you can trash talk Michael Bay's Transformers for so many things, this Transformers battles are mostly awesome. Oh, no, um, my, that's Michael Bay's Transformers, as far as that goes... If Michael Bay got rid of all the human characters, his movies would be freaking fantastic. Well, he yeah. his entire budget CGIing that Megan Fox character. <laughs> <laughs> Who isn't a real person? And then uh, they're going to so, do I mean, it in that... the Turtles movie too. Jesus. <laughs> and so you can, I mean, you can go either you know that route where you have this full CGI thing and you just go crazy with it, which I mean, honestly, I'm kind of leaning towards that. Or you can go in the more new Godzilla route, which I know you haven't seen, Sean. This doesn't spoil anything. Basically, Godzilla in this movie is a CG version of a guy in a suit, and it works really well. I'm okay with that. Oh yeah, it's 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 awesome. I'm excited. So but playing to the playing to the genre is never a bad thing, as long as you're unapologetic about it. You know, 
Like, What's you don't want to couch it and be like, oh, it's we're doing the genre in a hipster way because we're kind of <laughs> serious, but not really. Fuck off. Yeah, no. <laughs> they need to pick. They need to pick an avenue that they want to explore. Either you know, go the Transformers route and go really crazy with it, or go the Godzilla route and just do you know a, a nicer looking version of a guy in a suit kind of thing, and you know, keep it kind of the classic one that way. However, you want to do it. Like I said, I'm personally leaning towards the Transformer style because I really love that and I think that would fit really well. We'll see where they go. Um, and then the last thing on my list, and this is completely open-ended and start going into the pitching, is I haven't yet decided myself which I would rather see, so I'm kind of curious what your guys' pick is on that, is with the Ranger suits. Are we looking to have armor? Like, the original Power Ranger movie had, you know, like, like that plastic armor thing, but, I mean, with the new age, with Avengers and everything, I'm really wondering if they're going to go with a more Iron Man-ish kind of look. Well, you've seen or... the, um, you, you've seen, like, the fan art out there, so, well, even your own, I mean, but, yeah. but I mean, Can, like, there's uh, there's some really intense stuff I kind of need to preface the, this next part with something. Um, so Travis and I did a little comic book together for a little while. Um, oh, yeah, 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 I remember. <laughs> uh, called Codename Power, where we did, like, an American take on the, 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 the Super Sentai genre. Um, I, I still have that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, and Travis, I mean, so so you haven't fallen on either side of the fence, whether you want the spandex or the armor yet, then. Well, this is my thing, is the second part with the spandex is, I would have, I mean, honestly, a few years ago, I probably would have very quickly gone for the armor, possibly because that's what we had for Codename Power, and, you know, that's kind of what was in my head already. But honestly, with things coming out with, like, you know, the Spider-Man movies and Man of Steel and all that, with the way the New Age spandex looks, you can make it look good for television you know make it look good for the screen while keeping the spandex thing so i mean it could go either way i think the problem with going with the actual spandex is you know the fans are the only ones that kind of understand the spandex is supposed to represent some form of armor you know like protective right. screen over your body anyway everybody else just sees it as spandex so yeah. sparks sparks everywhere yes yeah, i think more than likely it'll be like it depends on how they do the morphers because it might just be something where like if like the morpher is some sort of alien artifact or whatever, whatever they decide to do, that the like suit could just be something that folds out from that or like encompasses the body. That that uh, sounds awesome. Yeah, I would totally you know be cool I mean? with that. And once again, yeah, I feel like that would probably be closer to what they would do as opposed to like morphing <laughs> and then showing up in like a spandex suit. I I, I I'm gonna split the difference on this one and actually say that um, because I had thought about this in. I'm with Travis. I kind of don't want to see power armor. I feel like that's its own thing. I still want to keep it a little bit more true. I, if Personally, if I were in it, I would be like, if we're going to do this, we need to keep the feel of the spandex but update it in a way that makes sense. And I feel that the mm-hmm. right way to do that would be like more the motorcycle leathers style you know, uniform, which you do yes, see. Yes, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Which you see in like Common Rider all the time. You see um, in some of the later seasons of... Uh, the Super Sentai stuff over in Japan have started kind of to pick up on where it's not spandex. They're wearing like, you know, colored leathers and they're heavier and they have some padding to them. But at the same time, they're still relatively form fitting. Um, the helmets don't look out of place. Uh, it just it, it's I, I don't think you can go full spandex because then you get that bobblehead look that you get from the full spandex. Yeah, you can. <laughs> I just don't think full spandex works anymore, but I don't think that. <laughs> throwing armor on everything is the answer as much as I would love to see it because that's definitely where my head goes like like Travis's so, so arguably let's say for sake of argument just going to have an idea in my head because I'm kind of visually putting together a costume as everybody's talking is spandex base with leather and metal enhancements maybe like metal gauntlets and metal like leg pieces but like yeah. leather elsewhere is... think definitely I'm, I'm... 
I'm thinking, yeah, a lot like a common Rider outfit, but everybody has armor like the White Ranger. Like, you know how he had those armor shoulder pads? And, uh, that I disagree with. Piece. There's a reason for that. That's right, Well, no, 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 and, and I know that. That's, um, that's, I'm just, that's Sixth Ranger stuff, and that's that's genre thing that you can't really touch. No, 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 and, uh, and I'm, I'm just saying, like, in, instead of going full armor, you have bits of armor. I'm not, I'm not saying make everybody the White Ranger. Well, I just, <laughs> I mean, you... Well, I don't know, because they even did that in uh, Go Kiger. Was that the one, the pirate one that they're turning into, like, whatever it is now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah the yeah. Super Mega Force. Yeah, the Super Mega Force. Because they had, like, full on outfits. Because they yeah. had, like, coattails and everything. It was crazy. And the thing is, I'm not going to disagree and say, like, <laughs> let's say you make everybody baseline the White Ranger look, you know, just for argument's sake. That's fine. But, I mean, the Six Rangers th- thing is still it's a step up. So I would say if everybody has the baseline White Ranger, Green Ranger is going to need something a little extra. So, I mean, I'm curious to see where all that is because it's such an open field on that. But the problem is, and I think this is where all the knee-jerk reactions of, oh, my God, I can't believe they're doing this movie comes from, is because it's such an open field, there are so many ways it can go wrong. The, the, that's, that's the problem with Hollywood, though, is when you have to Hollywood things up, it's you have to go with what's popular. So what's popular? Well, you know, honestly, Transformers, Transformers, and and uh, Pacific Rim kind of, and well, this, uh, all those. So it's like make it look like that. Yeah. That's well, what this, they're gonna go for. This popped up once in a conversation Travis and I had too. The shift suits from Pacific Rim are probably mm-hmm. a lot closer to what yeah. I would like. Yeah, just a yeah, little less armor. True. Cut the cut the metal back a little bit, and then you're you're looking at the right thing. You know, yeah, yeah, that's a very good base uh, to go from. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, di- I didn't even think of that. Well, because th- and that was the thing. Like, um, if if those are the Power Rangers suits, then a Pacific Rim, uh, Jaeger is a Megazord. It, it totally yes, is. Kind of a, Absolutely. So, and and so and they could basically make. I don't want it to be a clone, but they can potentially make the movie look like that. I mean, I mean tone-wise, I don't think it's going to be the same movie. I th- oh, no, no, no. I mean, Absolutely like, you not. Know, Pacific Rim definitely has its own tone, and it's a little darker probably than even they'll do the Power Rangers movie, even though everybody's, you know, they're looking at most likely going a little darker. But I think, honestly, I think we're going to get Power Rangers in, like, a Hunger Games kind of feel because I think that's going to be the target audience they're going for with this. I mean, as much as it's coming from Lionsgate and the guys that do Saw, I don't think that's the movie <laughs> we're getting. Um, as fun as that could be to watch. You know, I think we're going to get Hunger Games with Power Rangers is what it's ultimately going to come down to. I, I, I have something to say now because yeah, we brought ahead. it up. I'd like to address this one. Yeah, go right ahead. Um, which is about the tone of the movie, yeah, how the word darker keeps getting thrown around and, and grittier. I keep hearing a lot also. Yep. I don't want that. Visceral. I think part of, yeah, <laughs> I, I, part of what makes Power Rangers so amazing to me is the fact that it is so... Uh, it, it's just so forced for good. It's so clean. It's so, you know... Well, that's fine. It, it is delineated good versus evil. I think yes. what people are trying to say is they don't want a B-movie when they say dark and gritty. Like, because a lot of the the earlier, the other two Power Rangers movies are, they're, again, they're well, not that great. They're kind of campy, they, and they almost come across to a lot of, of people, <laughs> well, yeah, as like a B-movie. Well, kind of like... Well, here, here's my point, because there's an ex- another example of when this happened in the past, which is during the 70s, if you look at the movies that were coming out during the 70s, they were really, like, dark and gritty, and they were all, like, cops and mafia and all that stuff. And it was because it was a really depressing time in, in the United States. Yep. And then there was a movie that came along that kind of put all that on its head, and it was called Star Wars. And it was none of those things. Mm-hmm. And what it did was it showed that you could have good, clean storytelling and an excellent, and an excellent framework, and you could crouch this in kind of more of a saga of a feel and less of a down and gritty one guy against the universe thing. I, I kind of, I kind of want that. I kind of want that iconic. 
Well, see, here's my thing is when I think dark, well, when I think dark Power Rangers, anyway, I'm thinking just realistically speaking, in an episode or in a season of Power Rangers, how many people in that city died? A friggin' lot of them. And so when I'm saying dark, like I'm just saying, show the consequences of what's going on because of these guys. Like it doesn't have to be dark. Like the Power Rangers don't all have to be complete jackasses that you know got these powers, or whatever. Like look at Star Wars. You know, Luke's uh, aunt and uncle got friggin' burned to a crisp. Stuff like that. Like there's real consequences to the life that these guys have, either you know because they were chosen or they chose the life, whatever it may be. Because Luke didn't choose you know the life of the Jedi and all that, but shit happened and he had to go about his way. So you know if we show that, if we show that. You know, a Megazord going through a building kills a few thousand people. Then all of a sudden, the Rangers realize, holy crap, there's real stakes here. And then, you know, you realize that's what they're fighting for. So you show, you still show that they're good people, but the darkness comes from showing the real consequences of what's going on. Yeah, and um, and I, I have a thought um, where in the fact that uh, me personally, at least, and I'm sure I will have people who agree with me, is teenagers with attitude is still okay. Like as far as as far as char- like a character base, using like the whole I mean obviously not the campiness of the TV show or the movies, but the fact that if they're gonna be teenagers, you know why not make them the full of themselves cocky kind of uh, teenagers with attitude thing that they were going with before. I'm okay with like one or two of the characters being that way. Well, but I mean again, they, they weren't all like that anyway in the TV show. No, Billy was no, never like that. They, yeah, you know Kimberly I mean, was airheaded, but she wasn't usually you know overtly mean but i mean i think you could change a few of those like you said john just just a few of them and you give enough like inter-team conflict for them to grow as characters throughout the movie yeah because that's another big theme that you do see in all of power rangers period which is you have to work together it is not about the person alone it is always about you are stronger with the guy next to you you know and, and, and I don't want to lose that. Like, I don't want there to be one guy who's a complete badass. Because even when the Red Ranger would go off on a tangent and just freaking decimate the enemy, it was always because he had the other four Rangers backing him up. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you have to worry about that. Because if they're going to make a Power Rangers movie, obviously they have to sacrifice... I'm sure they're going to sacrifice tons of things that they want to do with the movie. Certain things that fans will love. But one of the main things that they have to keep... Is the fact that a power that the Power Rangers are a team, and I, I'm sure. So I don't think you have to worry about that too much. No, I mean, I just I don't want it to be so much about like their their divergent personalities. Like that's that's not what makes it for me personally. You know, look, I'm expecting and kind of hoping for Avengers in a yeah. Power Rangers setting. But, I mean, that is all. That was all their personality. I mean, obviously, Power Rangers going to have to do a little bit of an origin if they're doing the reboot, showing their powers and all that, which Avengers didn't have to waste time with. It was like, we know their story coming in. They didn't have to waste. And, honestly, I'd be completely fine if the movie kind of did what the episodes did. And in, like, 10, 20 minutes, they have their powers. They're good to go. Whatever. Tell us the awesome story now. Show us their personalities at work. Give us those cool moments that Avengers had where you get to see two team members next to each other doing their particular thing with each other and see how their personalities interact. You know, what what are blue and pink like when they're by themselves and they don't have the rest of the team around? What's, you know, what's their conflicts? What do they do well together? Things like that. Those are fun areas to explore. Yep. I think it's going to be a chase cam movie. <laughs> it's going to be a found I, footage film. That's, a, that's a, Okay, so now there we go. Transition into the fantasy. I know it's not going to be this, but what if it was this kind of a Power Rangers movie? Okay. So we got Chase Cam. If it's a Chase Cam movie, it's going to be found footage from the GoPro that a putty is wearing on his forehead. 
<laughs> it's going to be the most annoying movie ever because you're just going to be hearing that the entire time. <laughs> no, I disagree. No, I, would, I, no, think... I would say though I would say that maybe they should be a new form of Power Rangers power suit, which is like the Camera Rangers, <laughs> so that you can get different camera angles. Uh, as they I kind of want to see the the Iron Man cam with these guys. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh uh, right? yeah, with like the head inside the helmet. The head inside the helmet. I, I think it's totally something that can happen. Samurai kind of does that, so I mean, it, the samurai did that a little bit. So yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be unfounded for them to do something like that. Uh, so I was gonna say would, my little gag on the uh, chase cam thing would just be that it's all from Alpha Five's recording point of view. They find his lost <laughs> body in the command center at the end of the movie. So, oh my god, I would leave the movie. So who would direct this movie? Who would direct the I chase cam? I, I, I put a lot of thought of that. I haven't been able to. Pin down Edgar someone Wright. who would be crazy, like awesome. Edgar Edgar Wright. Wright. Edgar Wright. For a chase cam movie, he's not though? on Ant Man anymore. Maybe yeah. he's on Power Rangers. Because, here's because here's my thing. Not for the chase cam movie. This is my pitch for a movie. Is and I know a lot of people oh, will oh. probably just hate it. Is um, Zack Snyder's Power Rangers? I was thinking about that. I feel I'll, like that might be. I'll punch you because their capes will be gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> well, Zack Snyder can make. The the best action scene yeah, I have ever see, seen, and that's and that's just it. Like um, second to Edgar Wright, by and the see, way. And see, I'm a I'm a Zack Snyder fan. I know not everybody is a Zack Snyder fan. Like I didn't really like 300 as much, um, but I love Watchmen. I love Sucker Punch. I love Superman. Um, yes, what Superman? Yeah, I love. I liked Man of Sna- uh, Man of Steel definitely. Uh, so. So I'll go see a Zack Snyder Power Ranger movie. I think those okay, would be some well, of the best action scenes. Before we go any further, I have to ask. Travis, are you hoping for a Christopher Nolan Power Rangers movie? Not at all. <laughs> not at all. Honestly, there's not a real big-name director that I would want touching this, um, partially because every big-name director has an established style. And Zack Snyder, his movies are gorgeous, and yeah, he can do some great action scenes, but he can't direct people for shit. So, I mean, we were just talking about how we want the characters to be good, and a guaranteed way to not do that is to put Zack Snyder as the director. (laughs) I kind of am okay with... I I threw out Edgar Wright there, but I was was pretty serious, actually. No, I'll take Edgar Wright, actually. I take his name back when I say not big directors, because he is a big director. He just doesn't get enough credit for the things he does. Yeah, and I mean, like, Scott Pilgrim, when it came out, was the best best action movie of that year. Yeah, it was. And, uh, I mean, like, everything he touches is amazing, except for I did not like... Uh, the end of the world or whatever. Yeah. Oh, the world. Yeah, the world's end. It was the, disappointing. The I liked end. it though. It, yeah, I liked it, but it was it was not of this. It didn't feel like it was cohesive with Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz. Well, which, is, and it, Hot Fuzz was like the best action movie it of is, that year. It yeah. is my favorite movie of all time. Yeah, Hot Fuzz is one of the is my, easily my favorite Edgar Wright movie. And, um, so, but yeah, I I feel like Edgar Wright really would be able to bring everything to the table. That said, though, if you're gonna look for somebody. Uh, it, and you guys are going to hate me for this because I'm going to throw this out there. <laughs> if you're looking for something that's going to be a, a true to the source material, good with people and good with the action, you go get Michael Bay. Oh, I knew, yeah, I knew you were going to say that the See, second. Am I wrong? Except their suits, yes. their suit sparks were. You're talking about Michael Bay being true to the source material, and he's producing Ninja Turtles. And uh, how good is that? That is a whitewashed Ninja Turtles if ever I've seen one. Oh, but Ninja Turtles has a bajillion backstories. And we've said this like three times now. Michael Bay is just producing it. He is not directing no, it. No, I know, but producer means that he's putting his input. He's wanting, yeah, it he's is, pushing it is a his vision feel. on this. So yeah. director or not, with the producer, he's pushing his vision. The director hasn't exactly done a whole lot of really great things either. So this is not a promising combination when it comes to remaining true to anything. It'll look great. I'm just saying, I totally think it'll look I'm, great, but we'll see. I, yeah, I mean... 
if you can't get the story nailed down, if you can't get Christopher Nolan to do it, <laughs> go ahead and just get Michael Bay to do it. Well, at least it'll make a bajillion dollars. Yeah. Uh, well, just, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like we'll we'll talk about both Christopher Nolan and Michael Bay. Or Christopher Nolan's will be very story driven, but I feel like some of the uh, some of the action that could that has potential might be lost. I, I was joking with Christopher Nolan. <laughs> oh, I know you're. I, I know you're joking. I wouldn't have was... even put his name forward. Uh, <laughs> there is another uh, another director I think should be looked at, and that Wes is Anderson. John Favreau. What? John Favreau. <laughs> John Favreau. Yeah, John Favreau, man. Um, that's. Not a bad choice. <laughs> yeah, because he, he did Iron Man well. say Wes Anderson. He did action so. and comedy <laughs> equal measures really well. Yeah. John Favreau always always surprises me with how good of a director he is, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> he I, I don't know why, but um my my pick for a director is Brad Bird. Yo, oh I I support that hundred percent. I, I totally Wait, because Brad he, Bird? Yeah, because he did um well, first off, he he did the Iron Giant, which is like one of my also one of my favorite movies of all time. But he did the Incredibles, and then he did Mission, uh, Mission Impossible, Impossible Growth 4. Protocol. Yep, yeah, that movie is I gold. About Brad Bird, he is. Yeah, so everybody good. always forgets Brad Bird. Believe yeah. me, and, and that's just it. Brad Bird, Brad Bird does kind of sit in the background, but he has he makes like just some of the greatest movies ever made. All right, there are two men that get, if they get attached to this, I will just march to Hollywood and kill them. <laughs> And that's M. Night Shyamalan's big <laughs> I don't think he's going to be hired for anything ever again. I'm yeah, pretty sure. I think he's only doing him. his own I think he's working Brian on TV Singer now. Gets anywhere near this. Who? Brian Singer. Good God. Brian Singer. I hate him. Okay. Ooh, I hate him this is my thing. This is my thing about Brian Singer. One, I haven't seen it yet, but apparently the new X-Men movie is by far his uh, best X-Men movie, which you, I don't know if anybody knows my opinions. Uh, isn't saying a whole lot. Even his best movie, <laughs> X2 isn't that great upon I thought X2 was his best? Yeah. Oh, I hate it. X-Men movie. X-Men X- movie. X2 was definitely his best, like, his, definitely his best effort. I, um... Don't get me wrong. I mean, he, he has one legitimate <laughs> one movie out there that I absolutely love. It's not a superhero movie, and I don't think his superhero movies are particularly great, but that's The Usual Suspects, so that still always gives me... Oh, like, uh, I still haven't seen that movie, so him. I can't... But, uh, with... Days of Future Past, even, okay, I haven't seen it yet. Everybody keeps saying it's good. Like, all the reviews that have been coming in have been positive. But I can't help but look at these previews and look at Quicksilver and be like, he looks like a bad cosplayer. How did this make <laughs> it in the movie? <laughs> yep. I, I think my bias for that comes from that I'm just not an X-Men fan. Like, I've just never been an X-Men fan. Both comics and movies. Just so I just didn't enjoy anything about those. I mean, I was, I'm pseudo an X-Men fan, which means... I was in that sweet place where I wasn't going to have that purest thing where I was expecting certain things, but I, yep, you know, yep. I also wanted something good. And some of those movies delivered the first time around, like X two delivered the first time around, where things were pretty. But you know, upon rewatches, it's like, oh, well, there's two good scenes in that movie, and everything <laughs> else is garbage. Yeah. And then Wolverine X three is terrible. Wolverine Origins is terrible. I mean, most of the X movies are bad. I'm curious to see this one. I did like First Class. I'm curious to see this one. No, no, no. You liked Fassbender as Magneto. I like Fassbender <laughs> as anything. But I know I did like First Class because they hit a lot of things. They hit really good character moments, which and they, and they weren't they scared did. to be a superhero movie, which is what Brian Singer's thing is. Like he's been scared to make superhero movies, is what it seems like with these X Men movies. Like he's like yeah. a closet nerd that they keep giving a budget to. So, um, so one one of the things is uh, you you had mentioned uh, you said there's two people that I that I don't want touching uh, this movie. And uh, when when you said two people, I thought you meant like team ups that usually no. show up. 
No. So so the first thing that came to my head was uh, Joel and Ethan Cohen or the Wachowskis. I would. Oh. Well, I don't know Actually, if I'd no, no, be no. as excited about the Wachowskis, okay but the, the Cohen Brothers Power Rangers would be insane. Yeah. <laughs> it would have like that. It would be like, I don't know. Is this funny? I'm laughing. So I think it's funny, but I don't think it's supposed to be funny. So like, Is this campy? I'm not sure. Yeah. So, um. um Definitely not the Cohen brothers. The Wachowski brothers, unlike everybody else, uh, I still have faith in them. They're oh, the Wachowskis I, now, by the way. Yeah, I um, I um, I do. I I, I love the Wachowski brothers. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be politically correct. I'm not going to be politically correct. Okay, <laughs> That's, they made the Matrix when they were the Wachowski brothers. So, um, no, okay, the Wachowskis. Um, I thought. So, I thought that Speed Racer had a lot of really redeemable qualities that other people just didn't get. A lot of people, yeah, yeah a lot of people really enjoy Speed Racer, even though it got a lot of bad media. That yeah. means that means nothing. Yeah, I wouldn't it, mind uh, seeing the Wachowskis doing. Although they're, the new movie that they're working on, I, I'm not that excited for. It just looks like all eye candy with a bunch of confusion. Which is exactly yeah, why I'm on board for and, it. And Channing Tatum. Yeah, that's, yeah thank you. Because yeah, it's Jupiter, Jupiter rising. Jupiter ascending, maybe? Something about, so, um, something, Jupiter going up. But it looks like Channing Tatum finally doing something interesting. Hey, Channing actually, Tatum. you know what? Okay, Sean, you know better than anybody how much I hate first name, first name. But... I'm with you, and now all of a sudden I am not that boat anymore. But no, what I are mean... you talking about? First name, first name. He has like two last names. Or last name, whatever. He has which two we, names. Which for the sense. longest time we didn't know if his name was Tatum Channing or Channing Tatum. Or, or, I say or, Tanning or Tatum or ta- by yeah, accident or all the time. <laughs> so anyway, like I, I hated him forever because he was doing terrible, terrible things and consistently doing terrible things. And one of my happiest moments was in GI Joe Two when they killed him, and I was just like, this is so good. It feels so <laughs> good. The first twenty minutes of that movie, he was having this wonderful buddy cop relationship with the rock yeah g um gi joe 2 was was a much improved movie and i mean but we all know that snake eyes is the best part of gi joe so actually well, i say okay, the rock because my, the rock's the best part of anything is, is, in. i feel like channing tatum finally found his niche he does comedy he does yeah. he's gorgeous yeah. and he does comedy and he needs to stick to that yeah. so. gorgeous i don't know uh, he's, he's not john ham so <laughs> But yeah, no, I agree. Like his comedy stuff is what's given me a new light on him because his little cameo in uh, the end of This Is the End. Oh my god! That cracked me up. I, he got a lot of points for me on that. I haven't seen, but I've heard nothing but good about Twenty One Jump Street. Yeah, so, I heard too. Oh, it was really funny. So he's he's coming around on me, but I mean, I don't know how he'll be in Jupiter. But it looks. I mean, the the Wachowskis always put out art books in motion form, so I'm <laughs> yes. good with seeing it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I haven't been yeah. able to pick a director like that. I think could do, do both parts really well. I think a lot of you you guys' suggestions might be good choices, but I'd be curious to see who they pick. Yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be really really because because all all my suggestions were were pretty much joke suggestions. Yeah, uh, like, it, as was, much I, as much as I love every single one of them that I said, um, they couldn't do yeah, it because yeah. I mean the Coens, you know, obviously that was a joke. They're they're my favorite directors almost of ever and. Yeah, besides uh, Guillermo del Toro. Besides Guillermo del Toro, Guillermo del Toro might be able to do a really good job with something like this. But yeah, I, you know, I forgot about him because he does love the Japanese culture a lot. Like he's he would be familiar with this, and I just he his tone is always really weird. Yeah, which could work. You he could well, do he, that. He has a very fanciful tone. Like he could every, make a he make, could make a good mo- uh, villain. Like because well, um, <laughs> well, this is my thing. I think he would do a great movie if we were telling the story of like the prequel of Rita Repulsa and crew. Like, he yeah. would definitely be the go-to guy, but for a Power Rangers movie, honestly, as much as I love Del Toro, I would not pick him. 
uh, yeah, you'd be able to get him to design whatever monster the the Power Rangers. Yeah, and fighting. it would be gorgeous and weird, and you would want the Rangers well, to beat it, but you'd feel bad for it at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like if you were gonna get That's Del Toro awesome. to do it, Del Toro would make a movie that felt like the Edward Scissorhands version of Power Rangers. Yeah. Like it's like a weird looking glass version of what it is. That's what I mean. He, he does everything fancifully. Like, yeah. like everything has a little bit of a fantasy touch to it. Um, and, like um, all of his design, like, like Pacific Rim, like all, even like the control rooms in Pacific Rim looked like everywhere they went in Hellboy. So yeah, it's, oh, it's kind of like that. There's a freaking name. I forgot right until right now. You said team Travis. If you're doing a team movie, there's only one guy you should have been talking to as far as dialogue. And that's waiting. Yeah, but realistically oh, Josh, speaking, that's not going to happen. See, Josh no. Whedon. See, I um, I I like Josh Whedon, but I I really think that people kind of hype him up a little too much. Like he, I really, and I've enjoyed every single one, almost almost every single one of his movies that he's made. I I can't think of one that I really haven't enjoyed. I used to feel I, the same I just, way. <laughs> I just feel he handles multiple characters better than a lot of the other directors out there, so I, like Brian yeah, Singer. I agree. I I will absolutely agree with that, because, like, Cabin in the Woods was all multiple-character-based. Avengers was all... Well, I, I didn't like his multiple characters, and... I mean, I liked... I liked... I didn't like... I should say specifically, I didn't like Black Widow and Hawkeye. Everybody else felt fine in that movie. So, yeah, I, I will see... I, I do see how his multiple-character base would be good for that. But the thing is, okay, um, let's say, realistically, we're not getting Whedon to write this, but if there was a possibility... I wouldn't mind him doing a little bit of a script doctor job on whoever does actually write the initial script. That would be fine to punch it up some. Yeah, that's cool with me. And like I said, like I said, I I, I, lo- I love Joss Whedon. I think he I think he does a great job on stuff. I just think good for I mean because he does the nerdy things, but like maybe Power Ranger isn't his kind of nerd. Right, I agree with that. Like he'd write a really awesome Billy. Um, so I, I don't know how much longer we want to go on to this, but I was wondering about actors. Like now we're talking about directors, actors who would want to see. Like well, would can, we want to see? Would we want to see original casting for it, or would we want to see old Power Rangers? Because I mean, like honestly, you can't really have a Power Rangers movie without JDF. Like that's, yes, you can. Yes, you can. <laughs> I, well, I would okay. like to see brand new actors, no, no. but like I'm all for like cameos or like him existing in the, that world, but in like a different capacity or something. Like yeah. I, I feel like also it would be funny to see. Um, I know he's been in a bunch of stuff lately, but since Brian Cranston did play a villain at one point <laughs> yeah. in the Power Rangers series, it would be funny to see him again. Actually, that was one of I that was one that. of the points I did. That was one of the points I did want to make, even though like people would probably see that as oh, Brian Cranston's just popular, so that's why they're using him. No, he was. He was villains. Like he started off as villains. It would be Power amazing Ranger. if he did that and then actually played like a, a crazy villain in the new movie, like the actual yeah. main villain. <laughs> I'd be all I'd about be, that. I'd be yeah. I'd be totally fine with that. Totally fine with that. I was just I, I was just thinking they they were talking. Oh yeah, remember uh, they, they a bunch of people really wanted him to play Lex Luthor, and then that never happened. Got Jesse Eisenberg instead. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think. Um, <laughs> Oh, when you say think, it out loud. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I mean, I would love to have Brian Cranston, but I mean, as far as the original cast, no, there's no reason to have them, especially if you're doing the teenagers thing. You know, uh, clearly age alone puts all these guys out. If, <laughs> well, and only yeah. if, the script ends up being time-based where there's some sort of time travel thing, could you even possibly logically throw it in? But Tui Trang is dead, so you're not going to have the full cast, so then that starts becoming this weird, like, picking favorites kind of thing of why... Now you have to write in why the Yellow Ranger didn't come back, 
or that's a really like that. good point and that would so be a just, really awkward and, script writing and you just, moment you just touched on a weird thing where you, you said a weird time travel thing so J.J. Abrams is now directing this movie no get him out <laughs> if I get a single lens flare I'm hitting someone <laughs> Um, no, uh, I'm with Travis on this. I don't want to see. I really, if if you're relaunching it, if you're legitimately making this a thing where you're going to be going forward and trying to reboot the franchise, let's reboot the franchise. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna agree with everybody and say no to the original castings, but I would like to see a JDF cameo. I, I don't get me wrong. I'm just a fan of everything he's done. <laughs> I'm just I, I I'm I guess I'm over the hype. No, no, that's cool. I just, I, I still just really like JDF is all. Yeah. I mean, I think it's cool that he still comes out at the conventions and everything, but, like, I just, I don't know. But His, I, but, his, but, his, his charm is worn off. But he also doesn't really do anything else. Like, he's, he's a Power Ranger. That's what he's known for, so. So, so was Billy. David Yost, I guess. Yeah. Um, and he was on, oh, Jesus, more episodes than uh, Jason David Frank was. Yeah, he was. Well, in the original series. No, he was all the way in through Zeo, man. Yeah, he went for a long time, and uh, JDF, I mean, JDF came back, you know, and even with his cameos and stuff like that, though, Billy still holds the longest-running spot for a ranger. Really? That's crazy. Vulcan Skull holds it overall, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will say that, but yeah, that is very true. They are the two I, that I have to come back. I wouldn't mind seeing Vulcan Skull show up, though. Yeah, they are the no two that have to come back. There's no reason to not have them. Except they have to be, like, straight-edged and, like, businessmen now. <laughs> no. No, I'm sorry. Nope. I'm going 100%. Do not bring the old actors back unless cameos, but not cameos as their character. Just like, you know, the guy sitting right. at the table next to the Rangers so all the fans can be like, oh, that's cool, that's them. But not, yeah, not so much as a speaking part. No, so I, I agree. The the kid that played, what was it, Sp- uh, Spike? Spike? Uh, what about him coming in? Nope. Because he's supposed to be. Nope. Just done. Nope. Spike. The whole thing. <laughs> won't do it. Look, I'm <laughs> sorry. Not have in it. my opinion, in my opinion, for what they're trying to sell this movie to me as, from what it sounds like, and and then me adding a little bit of my own hopes on this, this is not the television show. This is not the universe. None of those characters belong here. Oh, it's so oh. hard to it's so hard to predict that though when Saban still is attached to. No, and, and I mean that's fine. I mean like show. Give me that story again, but don't give me those actors. As soon as you bring one of those actors in, especially as the character that they played in the show, you instantly screw up every bit of reboot thing that you have because you instantly tied in a continuity <laughs> elsewhere into your movie now, which means yep. that if you tie in Samurai by bringing Spike in, you've tied in Mighty Morphin because they exist in the same universe and all that yep. stuff. So if you're doing a Mighty Morphin reboot, just do that. Don't bring in any of the other old actors unless, like I said, it's a purely visual cameo. So, you know, if JDF is in there, he's not Tommy. He doesn't pretend to be Tommy. He doesn't say a line that acknowledges Tommy. It's just JDF is there on camera with some Power Rangers, and they're doing their thing or whatever. That's that's the closest to anything like that I would want to see. Yeah. Cool. You you really have fleshed this, fleshed this out, haven't you, Travis? That's pretty good. Dude, I've been doing concept <laughs> art since this thing was announced. I emailed the people that were on the press announcement, which, by the way, they've updated it so their emails aren't on there anymore. That was a first maneuver. Um, hey, oh, crap. Dude, I've been trying way to, to stalker I, your I, way right out I, of that. Chat. I kid you not, I have, uh, I have been trying to get a job with this thing, and my most recent one is now I'm trying to get the con- the inevitable comic book adaptation job. John Hanna Zordon. <laughs> no, I wanted Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> he can be Alpha. Brian Cranston. <laughs> Brian Cranston, honestly. Brian as Zordon? As Zordon. I, yes. I, I would want him to be a bad guy. And then Aaron I Paul really, can be I a want him to be Zordon. Power Ranger. <laughs> Aaron Paul is a Power Ranger. That's not a bad yeah. idea. Yes, hey, yo, Mr. Zordon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, okay. MTV had a fantasy cast thing that they put out 
I really liked a lot of their picks. I don't know if you guys have seen that or not. And I forget who all the actors were, but they legitimately picked some people where I was like, yeah, this wouldn't be bad. They're, they had some where I was like, no. But they, they actually had a lot where I, I was actually like, wow, that's actually a really well-thought-out casting job for that character. Cool. So I'd say go go check that out. I'm sure that's up on the I'll end. put it in the description. Yep, link in the description. But for now, let's move on to some fan service. So first up in fan service, let's start off with this one uh, on Tumblr. Really? Okay. Uh, well, I mean, it's just going to be quick, so... Yeah. Anonymous asked us, uh, uh, they're looking for uh, Japanese manga and, and light novels, uh, and they were asking where it would be good to find Log Horizon. Now, uh, I can't speak for light novels because I have no idea where the heck you'd be able to find a light novel, uh, unless it's on Amazon or something like that. Now, if you do want to find hard copies of these things on, Am- uh, on Amazon, you can. I just don't know if they're in English. I will say... Really, there's plenty of manga readers online of scanlations and anything like that. A quick Google search of the name plus the word manga will will bring up uh, either manga manga reader, manga fox, manga here, all those kinds of things. Okay, so we'll move um, on to... so we'll move on to uh, to our buddy Gerardo, who wanted to talk about Godzilla. Now I'm gonna cut out as much of the spoilers as possible. Well, this is, this is what what his 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 just his speculation of the movie is. Um, so if you want to cut it short, uh, basically what Gerardo said, he felt like he was expecting pac- a specific rim-feeling movie with Godzilla and it beating up the monsters the whole time. Specific but he felt rim. it was campy, uh, kind of a monster of the week kind of a thing. Uh, no, he, it was missing that. Oh, he felt like it was missing that. He, he thought that Godzilla was a supporting character in his own movie, which we've already discussed. Um, and, and I told that to him. Um, and, and I basically explained to him... I know why he didn't like the movie. I un- I completely understand why he did not like the movie. Uh, and you know everybody has their own opinion, which is fine. I just I, I just explained to him that uh, we at Wicked Anime here we did enjoy the movie a lot. Um, and but it's also because it was what we were expecting. Yeah, it was exactly what I expected into the which into which where it was very Japanese. Uh, they stuck to the Japanese formula of of doing a Godzilla movie, and where Godzilla, I, I was not expecting. I was not expecting it to be like Pacific Rim. I didn't. I, I even. I didn't want it to be Pacific Rim. I wanted Pacific Rim to be its own thing still. And the fact that Godzilla was a supporting character didn't bother me because Godzilla is a supporting character. In all Godzilla movies, uh, or at least almost all of them, because I know there's been some where Godzilla's been the bad guy and it's kind of been about him and about the Japanese uh, fighting Godzilla specifically. But I, I personally really enjoyed the movie, but I understand why people do not like the movie, uh, minus the nitpick or the, the well, the characters, uh, like whatever. <laughs> Move on to shameless plugging. So, if you guys want to join in our, on our conversation about Power Rangers, if you have your own director that you would like to see, or cast members, even, yeah, even jokingly would like to see, send us send us that, and we'll we'll discuss that on the next topic of the podcast. Uh, you can email us at wickedanimereviews at gmail.com. That's wickedanimereviews, all one word, at gmail.com. You can also find us at facebook.com slash wickedanime, where we have frequent updates on cool news, things that go around, episodes that we might be releasing, whatever, and and then you can also find us at nerdyshow.com slash wickedanime where you can listen, find our, also find our vi- uh, review videos if you're, and our podcast if you're not listening to the podcast on iTunes. Rate and review. Yeah, rate and review us on iTunes, please. Uh, I, think, on. I think the first slot is still available. <laughs> we'll get there. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and so uh, finally, you can find us at youtube.com slash reviews where we have all of our best material. Um, as far as giving you information about the world of Japan, videos, uh, videos reviews. reviews, whatever you may be looking for, and stuff that you might want to laugh at. 
our, our we just released not too long ago our our anime Boston 2014 video, and I can guarantee you have not seen a press video like this before. Also, hopefully there should be a new re- uh, a new video coming out very very soon if it's not out already. It's I only have like two minutes left to edit. I, I say only two minutes, but that's like a couple weeks worth of work. Travis, do you want to plug some of your artwork? Where can they find your stuff, Trev? DeviantArt. Uh, username on there is Diabolical. Um, so diabolical.deviantart.com. And then my Facebook page is facebook.com backslash art of Travis Earls. And uh, it's fairly active. I try to post something up there. I was doing every day for a while. I try to keep as frequently as I can. And so basically get to see whatever projects I'm working on, new prints or the comic book or whatever kind of things I might be working on at the time. Thanks, Trav. All those will be in the description as well. Yeah. Uh, Hey, I'll, I'll plug my art stuff too. If you want to find if you want to find Travis, you can go to my DeviantArt page, with the, which is Stick Figure Five Thousand, um, and and Travis, uh, me and Travis are linked on that, so you can find Travis through there. But you can also you can also find uh, my work. He wants people to find your page through his page. Yeah. Is what he's saying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, you can also find my work at Stick Figure Domain. Also, all one word: Stick Figure Domain. WordPress. Com. That is my art portfolio. Dylan, what's your art portfolio, man? It's well, it's still kind of in shambles at the moment, but it's hetrickart.com, H-E-T-R-I-C-K-Art.com. Like like Glenn Hetrick, mm-hmm. and and mine <laughs> might is, be related. Uh, Who knows? <laughs> and mine is jfleming3d.wordpress.com. That's where all my, most of my stuff is, and then you can find my DeviantArt is wonder-twin. Yeah, hooray for collaborations! You can find our. You can, in fact, make to make this relevant. Relevant on my portfolio. Uh, portfolio, you can find the comic book, uh, the Super Sentai comic book, which is really short. It's only four pages. It's but, Sentai. Yeah, the Sentai comic book uh, uh, comic strip that Jonathan uh, and I wrote, or Jonathan wrote. I did the art in my illustration gallery. It's on mine as well. Yep. All right, so that's it for this episode of the Wicked Anime Podcast. Thank you all for joining us. Maybe if you, if anybody has joined us, thank you, Trevor, for joining us. <laughs> thank you, Travis, for joining us. Thank you, <laughs> Sean, for joining us. Hmm? We'll like, we'll like composite in like a Sean laugh in there, <laughs> and then, uh, um, and then, uh, or, or no, maybe we'll put the Godzilla roar. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, okay so that's it for this uh, episode we will see you all next time it's time to sign off the only way we know how okay bye I would more prefer to see Brian Cranston as a villain than Aaron Paul as a Power Ranger. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, bitch, get Brian the Cranston. sword! <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, it's good because it's blue, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he can be the Blue Ranger. <laughs> no. Oh, don't threaten me like that. <laughs> Wicked A! Thanks for listening to the Wicked Anime Podcast. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling friends, rating, and reviewing on iTunes, shopping at nerdyshow.com store, or directly donating to the network. Any size contribution gets you exclusive Nerdy Show audio and images and lets you participate in our monthly support drives. To find out how you and your company can underwrite this or other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com sponsorships. For more episodes of the Wicked Anime Podcast, as well as other fine programs, community forums, videos, articles, and more, head over to nerdyshow.com. You can subscribe to all Nerdy Show Network podcasts via iTunes Store, and for the latest news, follow us on your favorite social networks. We're glad to be your home for authentic nerdy entertainment. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.